Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 19, Brideswell Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. Brideswell is a neat little village built around a village green, about four miles northwest of Athlone. The village takes its name from the ancient well dedicated to St. Bridget, Tubber Bridge, which is still one of the great focal points of the village. Brideswell has had a long tradition, possibly stretching back to the era of ancient Celtic spirituality, of holding a patron day on Garland Sunday, the last Sunday in July. The Holy Well was enclosed as a water chapel to the generosity of Sir Randall MacDonald, the first Earl of Antrim, in 1625. A plenary indulgence was granted to pilgrims going to St Bridget's by Rome in 1661, at the same time the Croke Patrick was similarly recognised. As with other holy wells and patron days, they frequently had an element of religious piety combined with some pagan excesses. Isaac Weld, writing in the 1830s, tells us that tents and boots, to the utmost extent which the village green could accommodate, were erected for carousal, and during several days and nights together, drinking and dancing went on merrily, the devotees being alike regardless of the glare of the day or the shades of the night. The patron of Brideswell was also the scene of several vicious faction fights. But by Victorian times, the church seems to have put a stop to these practices and discontinued having patron masses, although the locals continued to carry out their traditional stations. About 60 years ago, they revived the custom of celebrating an open-air mass in Brideswell for the patron day. And after the Mass, there was an opportunity for locals to engage in music, singing and dancing. One of those who was involved with the revived Patron Committee was Pat Beads, who was born in 1912 and died in 1965. He was one of the most celebrated villagers in Brideswell in the 20th century. Pat Beads, who was born into a farming family in Brideswell, went on to become a successful local building contractor, but it is generally believed that had he chosen to leave his native heat, he could have enjoyed a great career as a country singer. According to musician and writer Declan Coyne, the late Paddy Beads rubbed shoulders with many of the big names in Irish music, including the Tulla Cayley Band, the Pipers Willie Reynolds and Leo Rousam, the musician Albert Healy and the singer Delia Murphy, In all, Pat Beads recorded 40 songs between 1937 and 1947, and a number of these are of such quality that they have continued to be included on compilation albums in the 1980s and 90s. Today, the Brideswell Patron Festival takes place over three days and includes music, theatre, dance and family fun. In 2017, celebrating the 60th anniversary of its revival, they held the inaugural Brideswell Patron Charity Cycle over 120 kilometres, which was a great fundraiser for Cancer Care West. They also held a soapbox derby. 
The nearby Derry Glad Folk Museum, the brainchild of Charlie Finneran, is a family-run tourist attraction, which is a must to visit. This is a real Aladdin's cave, brimful of nostalgia, and whether you come from a rural or urban background, there will always be something to attract your attention. From old farm implements to coin-operated telephones, from sundials to sunlight soap, and from packets of starch to military medals, and no better hosts than the Finneran family. Jerry speaks about some of Bridewell's history and attractions. Standing now in the St Bridget's well and the bathing area that was created in the 1600s by Randall MacDonald. At the time, it was said that there was a miracle cure to be got from bathing in the well. And he and his wife visited here and they were successful in their quest. And as a result, and as homage to what happened, he built this structure which became a bathing well and people could come here and as I say bathe in the well. The purpose or, or the visit was for, for fertility. Uh, it was it was viewed that people who bathed in this well that a, a benefit was conveyed that you could actually become fertile if you if you had difficulty in conceiving and uh, it was very common for uh, couples to visit here if they if they had a, a difficulty. Um, that's the bathing that would occur there. It didn't have any other miraculous cure or it wasn't you know like other um, visiting centres it didn't have any other benefits and the water itself doesn't have, don't have any curative powers they don't have sulphur or any of those things that other bathing areas have the village itself is a confluence of roads Ballinasloe, Roscommon, Athlone, Dysart and Tume the road passes to those areas in earlier times it had um, a guard of barracks it had a jail um, there's a, an ancient Jacobean structure here from the 1700s. Um, there, ha, there are two licensed premises in the village. They've been here since the mid-1800s. Uh, so there's quite a, quite a number of um, historic and um, uh, nice things to view here. Uh, apparently in the uh, late 1800s, um, there was uh, two fair days, the Friday and Saturday before the Garland Sunday. Um, at the time, they, they, they became very popular and they led to a lot of drinking and, and uh, whatever else and fighting. And uh, because of that, there was a need to locate uh, both the Garda barracks and uh, a courthouse here. Um, so the, 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 those were, the, those were um, here, here in the turn, around the turn of the century. Obviously, they're in dis, disuse now, but it did indicate that at the time that it was a centre. Kieran remembers the old roads in this area. When I was a child, the most of the roads around here were sand roads, and you had I can't I can't remember when the when the uh, main road, the Tume Road outside there, was tarmacked, but it was referred to as the Tower Road, and everybody knew what you were talking about if you mentioned the Tower Road. Um, all of the side roads, like the road from Brideswell to Corboy, that was a sand road, uh, so there was. It was easy to distinguish. The road actually, sort of at the back of the pubs as you go through Brideswell, was called the Pioneer Road because it allowed the people travelling the road to pass without passing a pub. So they were able to stay on the dry, which a lot of them didn't. (laughs) 
in those days, a lot of people traveled back and forth to Athlone on market days, fair days, whatever. And they traveled by uh, donkey and cart, ass and cart and, and uh, pony and cart. And particularly on Sunday, of course, the trap would be out. It was a more uh, uh, upmarket sort of transport. <laughs> As they went to Athlone, uh, for their outings they'd be coming from maybe Dysart, Ballyfor and Cam was a little bit further along the road there as well and they would pull into the pub one or other of the pubs on the way to Athlone and they'd pull into Kerrabies on the edge of Athlone and they'd visit various pubs in Athlone and then when their business was done they'd turn around and come back again and uh, if they had missed any pub on the way in well they'd get it on the way home <laughs> <laughs> and uh, They'd probably do a bit of a pub crawl generally anyhow. And of course, lucky enough, in those days, there wasn't a lot of traffic on the road. There wouldn't be many trucks and very few cars and the speed in general, I suppose, uh, 40 miles an hour would be fast. Mm. So uh, even if the man fell asleep going home with his horse and cart or his donkey and cart, well, the donkey knew his own way home. There wasn't a problem. He might stop it at the next pub along the way, though. It might be a problem. <laughs> They'd be used to pulling in like that. Well, um, that was the way things were. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McCallum. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray and Erica Follows-Smith. Editing by Kyle McCallan. Produced by Amanda Gunning. The additional contributors to this episode were Jerry Burke and Kieran Walsh. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.